And Patty Davis joins me now. She's the daughter of Ronald and Nancy Reagan and the author of the new book, Dear Mom and Dad, a letter about family memory and the America we once knew. Uh, and we're going to talk about that book uh, in just a moment, Patty. But uh, thank you so much for being with us uh, this evening. It's an honor to have you on. And uh, I'm thank old you. enough to remember Ronald Reagan's presidency and how the Republican Party was different back then. Uh, as you know, you're, and feel free to chime in and tell me if I'm wrong or getting this uh, incorrect in any way. But your father was much more moderate on the issue of immigration. I remember he gave a speech uh, when they refurbished the Statue of Liberty and talked about how immigration uh, strengthens America. Um, he, was, he was much more moderate on a whole host of issues, while at the same time much more hawkish on Russia than what you're seeing from uh, the modern-day Republican Party. What would your father think about what he's seeing right now? Do you have any insights on that? Well, I, I'd like to answer your question in sort of a bigger um, from a bigger view than than you know current the current political scene. Sure. I, I'm not a political strategist, and and quite frankly, I'm I'm so tired of hearing about the current political scene. I hear you. <laughs> I have a feeling when I I think I think when I just said that, like thousands of people are going, "Yay!" Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Me too. This. I know you have to report on it, yeah. but you know, but but so in a larger sense. I think that he would be heartbroken and horrified about where America is and how mired we are in in anger, in violence, in um, disrespect for one another. Um, I think he would be heartbroken, and I think he would be scared. And I think he would see that, and maybe I'm just imposing my opinion on to him. He's not here. And if he were, he'd be 113 years old. So but my opinion is, and I do think he would share it, is that one of the things that's missing right now is a faith in our country that we can pull ourselves out of this, that we can function from our better angels. I mean, I didn't grow up in calm times. There was the civil rights movement. There was the women's movement. There was the anti-war movement when I was in high school. Um, so it's not like everything was calm and wonderful. But what there also was were, were people, particularly the civil rights movement, people like Martin Luther King, John Lewis, who had a faith that that we could do better as Americans. I don't see that now. And I think I think collectively something is broken in us. And I and I think it's because we're scared. There is fear everywhere you look. That's my opinion. Well, and Patty, you're absolutely right. And your father, I mean, he was so well known for describing the United States as that shining city on the hill. He he sort of embodied this sunny optimism. And I think that's why Americans loved him. And he won re-election in 1984 by uh, the biggest margin, I think, in American history, because I think people embraced that vision, that view of the United States. What What's happened? How did we get away from that? Any insights? Well, I think that fear is a big is a big thing. Um, yeah. I, I read a quote a long time ago that was that's attributed to Ceausescu, the Romanian dictator. He was in power for I think like twenty four years or something. I, I haven't been able to totally confirm that he said this, but anyway, the quote is: "You can do whatever you want if you keep the people frightened enough." So I think we're kind of seeing that. You know, listen, we're scared to send our kids to school. 
right? Yeah. Is this is our, that school going to be the next school shooting? There's no such thing anymore as it can't happen here. We're scared to go into stores. We're scared to go into churches. And fear is not sustainable. And fear morphs into anger because we don't want to be scared. We don't mind so much being angry, right? Anger feels kind of good. There's an adrenaline rush to it, you know? And, and there are people on the public stage and on the political front who understand that synergy between fear and anger and who are masterful at exploiting it. Right. And, and I don't want to get too political with you if, you if you don't want to, but do you think your father would even be accepted in the Republican Party of today? Would he feel a little lonely, perhaps Probably, uh, on the margins no. of it? Yeah, I don't think he would. And I don't and I don't think that he would. Um, I don't know. I don't see how he would want to. To be in it, you know, it's so diametrically opposed to um, to what he believed and, and to the dignity that he felt that people in government should have. I don't remember the senator's name, but remember months ago when the, that senator was going to smack down with somebody who was testifying and Bernie Sanders stopped them? Remember that? He was like taking off his wedding ring and rolling up his sleeves and they were going to mm. get in a whole fight in the Senate right. chambers. He used to be like an MMA fighter or something. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I, I believe, Mark Wayne Mullen, the senator from Oklahoma, if I'm getting that wrong, I, I apologize, but I believe they're, they're almost no, a brawl and Bernie just, Sanders they, had to say, hang on a second, we're senators Sanders. here. Right. I remember that. Yeah. I don't know why I'm laughing because it's not funny. Yeah. This is the Senate chamber. And my father would be appalled at this. This is not a bar. This is the Senate chambers. Right. We're but this is where this. we've come to. Well, and yeah. Patty, let me well, ask you this because you wrote this. You... All... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go on. No, 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 I was going to say you wrote say, this beautiful book about are. your family and and your parents. And I'm sure there are so many younger viewers who, who have seen uh, footage of uh, Ronald and Nancy Reagan. And, ha and it just may that may be all that they have. But if you could talk about mm -hmm. uh, and there were challenges during that time. I don't want to uh, paint it with a with a, a too broad of a brush or look at, at that era through rose colored glasses. I, I, as you know, there were critics of your father back then as well. But sure. if you can just describe what it was like growing up with the Reagans, what, what, what was that like? Well, what I wanted to do in this book was, um, you know, take a wider look at my family and and look through through a clearer lens. You know, I've done a lot of work on the challenges that that our family faced, the fractures that we have. I'm certainly not the only person from a fractured family. So even someone who is younger who doesn't remember really my father's administration that well, has their own family and is going through their own things. And, and I think I've learned some things that, that are valuable to other people. You know, the, the idea of, which I certainly ascribed to when I was younger, of, you know, I have to tell my own truth. Well, your own truth is not the whole truth. Other people have their truths too. And they're part of the story too. So I, I was able finally to look at what my parents brought to the task of parenting and what their childhoods were like. I, you know, my, my father was the child of an alcoholic. And the truth is, if you want to understand Ronald Reagan, I think you need to understand that everything about him bounced off the fact that he was a child of an alcoholic. Everything, wow. his optimism, everything. And you wrote about your difficult relationship with your parents. I mean, it was not, 
people who, who were um, right. reading the newspaper back then, reading magazines and so on, remember that you did speak up about this from time to time. I did, and I, you know, and I regret the things. It's like that I have to tell my own truth thing, you know. I regret yeah. some of the things I said. But, you know, there was there were times when I was writing this book when I thought, you know, maybe it's good that all that messiness was out there. Because if I never, it was never out there, and then I wrote this book, people would be going, well, this is nice, but where did it start from? <laughs> what was the process here? You know? Yeah. So... I did, you know, put a lot of messiness and out there. Um, but like I said, this this journey, I think, is applicable to other people, too, with their families and even wider than your family. If you can look yeah. if you can look at your family through a wider lens then you can take that to other people, too, and consider what they're going through. Absolutely. Well, Patty Davis, uh, it looks like a remarkable book, and it's such an honor to have you on the program. I, when I heard that you were going to come on, I, I was really just sort of lighting up because I, anytime I've, I've spoken with your brother uh -huh. before, anytime we can speak with a member of the Reagan family, it's, it's just a, a, a terrific thing. So thank you so much for your time, Patty. Really appreciate right. it. Thank you so much.